You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk is live. This is the bonus Minor Talk edition presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency along with Jason Craig and UTEP Zay. Oh, man. I wish we could be talking uh, some positivity today, but we talk about two losses in three days uh, and two seasons coming to possibly an end. Although for the women's basketball team, we could be talking about the WNIT if they were to get an appearance, if they were to get a bid uh, when it's all said and done. Middle Tennessee, the top seed in Conference USA, the team that was so pesky all season long, that has been so pesky against UTEP uh, women's basketball really since, uh, you know, you look back to when Kevin Baker first got hired, and even before then. Uh, but nonetheless, the Miners go wire to wire with the best team in Conference USA, and it looked close. I mean, I think that one point that you'll look back at this game is Alina Arike hitting a three-pointer with just over a minute to go, and the Miners going down by just two points. They had it. It was in reach. But Middle Tennessee on the other end hit a three, distanced themselves a little little bit more in this game and uh, I mean what can you say other than this was just a great basketball game went back and forth and Middle Tennessee comes out victorious. Uh, UTEP Zay you've been covering this team all season long and today at least they bounce out of the conference USA tournament. Uh, Your thoughts as this uh, basketball run here in Frisco comes to an end. Yeah, this was a really back and forth game throughout the whole the whole game. You know, the whole second half specifically. You know, UTEP went down early in the first quarter, but they fought back. They cut it to five at halftime, and that's kind of where it stuck throughout. You know, the third and fourth quarter, and then UTEP goes on a run. They take the lead after Anaya Boyd uh, lane in transition, but UTEP goes on a nine to, or Middle Tennessee goes on a nine to two run to retake that lead and kind of cement themselves as hey. We're not going to give this lead back no matter how hard you try. Yeah, and I feel like with that right there, uh, that's just the relentlessness that we saw all week long from, I guess, to start things off from Middle Tennessee. Uh, Jason, you got a chance to watch this women's basketball team uh, all season long as well. You were their DJ for many of their home games as well. Um, It's been not, I wouldn't call a roller coaster of a season, but I felt like this season had a little bit more magic to it. And the Magic won't necessarily be over if they're able to get that NIT appearance. If they're able to host a home game, you've seen how uh, people support this women's basketball team. I would expect that number, whatever it was at its peak, to grow exponentially if you're talking about UTEP hosting postseason basketball here in El Paso. Yeah, that would be an amazing, amazing thing. And I'm pretty sure everybody would come out to support the, the ladies to do that. Uh, the whole season, like you said, it's been not like a roller coaster. They've been doing very well, but it, you know, it just it showed in this game. It really, the whole season really showed in this game. Slow start, got it going, stayed with them, fought through the whole way. Um, you look at the box; it's it's it, it was pretty much even the whole game except for that first quarter, and that's what it had, that's where um, you know they submitted themselves. Uh, middle to the sea, you know, put their stamp on them for the rest of the game. You can you know. 
do whatever you want, but they already had you in the first quarter. Yeah, and that's kind of the difference of the game right there. I'd also say when you look at the difference of the game as well, that three-point percentage, it's so tough, right, Zay, because – UTEP has shown in games they can shoot well, but today it just wasn't that night. 3 of 14 from beyond the arc, granted. Middle Tennessee wasn't much better. They just kept attempting a lot more, and they hit uh, 8 when it was all said and done. They go 8 of 33 uh, from 3-point range, and they made them when it counted. That's what I think that's the thing that we'll look back on this game, is Middle Tennessee, whenever it mattered most, they seemed to make that big shot, uh, even if it was from beyond the arc. Yeah, 3 of 14 is a really ugly number, you know, and it's worse when you realize Elena Enrique is the only minor to make a 3 this whole game. She went 3 of 6 from from long range, and, you know, Middle Tennessee, they're, they're going to shoot the ball no matter how good they're playing, no matter how bad they're playing. They're going to they're gonna chuck that thing up there, and as a result, it, it the ball, it bounces longer. It's a lo- longer rebounds. It leads to a lot of offensive rebounds. It leads to a lot of easy lanes because UTEP is already going back, thinking, hey, we got the ball, so... That really hurt UTEP a lot. They got out-rebounded, let's see, 16-7 to seven, uh, on the offensive glass and 43-30 to 30, uh, 43 to 30 overall. So that's another big thing that hurt UTEP mm. this whole game. You know, they, they, a lot of these long rebounds didn't go UTEP's way. And um, you can say, hey, UTEP isn't hustling out there to go get those rebounds. A lot of 50-50 balls that UTEP really didn't get to. And that's because, you know, really the only player out there throwing their body in, this is not, a, you know, a shot to any of the, of the other players, but it's Jazzy on Jack. You know, she's going out there, laying her body on the line, and we just didn't see a whole lot of that this game. Yeah, that's a little disappointing, right? Because she finishes this game with five points, scores two of eight from the floor. But you mentioned the defensive side, and I think that's where we should definitely highlight things the most. She had two steals in 38 minutes of action, but maybe could have done a little bit more to be a little bit more physical down low when they just need it. And you heard many times uh, Steve and both John call for that second player to help out when it was a double. You know, they just need to help out on defense. That help defense, I think, was lacking from UTEP in this one and you mentioned the rebounds you mentioned what was going down uh, for Middle Tennessee well how about the points in the paint they scored 30 points in the paint in this one and for UTEP just uh, defending that paint was real difficult uh, throughout this matchup yeah, you know, UTEP has had their struggles against Fords in conference play, and uh, one of them was Tamisha Lampkin for North Texas. She had a career-high 29 points against the, the Miners when they played 29 points and wow. 18 rebounds. Another player who went off against the Miners, Jordan Jenkins of UTSA. Of course, she's the player of the year, so, you know, it's kind of warranted. Good player, but yeah. She had 37 against UTEP, you know, so UTEP had their struggles against post players, and it really showed today, you know, getting really dominated down low in the paint. Yeah, I would say that's definitely the case. Hey, our telephone number is 915-505-6009. If you'd like to talk some UTEP hoops, now is the time to do it. 915-505-6009 to get in on the show. We'll stay with you all till about 7 o'clock here, uh, kind of wrapping things up as we would have for sports talk. Uh, kind of a, a fitting way for us to finish this week, Jason. Uh, close out the week. The men's team unfortunately fell. Uh, you didn't get a chance to chime in on that one, but your thoughts on the men's basketball run as we saw it come to an end. Was this a disappointing year in your eyes? Uh, yes, yes. A disappointing year. They, I mean, they, as they played, I'm not upset about how they played the game. The way they played the game. A lot of effort. I, I, yes, I love that. I love that. There was a lot of energy. The defense was amazing. So with that, I'm happy with that. 
it's I'm gonna say it, the free throws. That was the only thing that just ruined everything. And it was there. It was so bad to me that I just you know like once they get to the line, it's just oh no, not I again, know. not again. Please, you know, it's just like prayers. And once they missed the first one, I just sold the game. I was like, oh, that's it. We're not. Yeah, it. it kind of ruled them out. I mean, by default. And if you make, and I felt if they made one free, if they made the first free throw, then we're good for the game. I think that that was always it. But if they missed the first one, it was over. Like I already knew it. You you felt like it snowballed from the first one. That's yeah. funny. I like that's it. how that's how I felt, and I felt like that it was like you know for the whole season is you know, um, they started off pretty good, and then it just kind of just dwindled down just because of those free throws yeah i hear you hey uh back to the women uh the miners fell today 68 62 but again we will maintain that women uh, the wnit is something that utep can look to on the horizon zay that'd be huge for this women's basketball team to continue their season play postseason hoops and knowing that you're getting a lot of these players back for next year that that actually that experience means a lot for you as an uh, a program. Yeah, you know this team is full of underclassmen. A lot of um, a lot of not underclassmen. I should say they're filled with a lot of juniors. So you know if everything goes right, you're going to lose about three to four players, maybe a, a starter in there to the transfer portal. But if everything goes right for Kevin Baker and his and company this this offseason, you know postseason play could be really. Um, beneficial to this team you know getting that experience under your under their belt you know we're going to find out Sunday and then if they do make it the bracket will be announced on on Monday and then round Ooh. one is March 15th to March 17th so, oh so it's coming up real soon yeah it's coming up soon wow up soon. so hey mark your calendar that means uh next week which by the way everybody already has spring break there's really no excuse for people to miss out unless they're out of town but next Wednesday Thursday Friday possibly could be a uh home WNIT game at the Haskins Center. How exciting is that, Zay? That's really exciting. You know, a lot of people don't get the chance to go out there and see the women play, but they're a really fun team to watch. You know, they score in bunches. You know, they get on you know little six zero runs here and there, and they turn the team, they turn the the opposing team over a lot. They're a really fun team to watch, and uh, hopefully, if they do make the WNIT and it is a home game, you know, you pack the dawn. Yes, yes you do. You try to get as many people in the Haskins Center as possible. I would look at that as kind of how the Chapin and Parkland community, along with El Paso, showed up for that regional semifinal matchup to watch those two teams go at it at high school basketball. Drew a great crowd. I would need the same type of energy to go in for this women's basketball team, knowing how badly they would need the crowd and knowing how much the crowd can actually impact winning at that level. You know, if you're talking about the WNIT, this team playing relevant basketball in March, uh, what more could you ask for at that point? Yeah, you know, it reminds me when uh, the UTEP volleyball team went to the NIVC, you know, and they packed the Memorial uh, Gym. Yes, good example. And then, of course, my earliest memories of UTEP women's basketball are are those WNIT runs, you know, a few years ago where, you know, it was was packed. You know, those Oregon games, TCU, teams like that were coming to the the Haskins Center and, and UTEP. UTEP was battling them. It was those are fun memories for me, and I hope you know if UTEP makes a WNIT, I hope it's a it's a packed crowd because this team deserves it. They deserve it. That's a good way to describe it. Hey, our telephone number here on the show nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. That's our telephone number to get into the show nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Yeah, the last time they went to the WNIT, you'd look back to 2015-2016. Actually, my first season covering the minors, uh, and that 
year, they took on teams uh, like Abilene Christian, Arkansas State, TCU, and those all three of those matchups they actually hosted, and then they closed it out with a loss to Oregon. A lot of fans will remember that illustrious run by that squad and what that uh, UTEP basketball team did. But uh, yeah, that's going to be the one that goes down in the books as the last time the the UTEP get out of the WNIT. They had a magical run in 2016, a 71 to 67 loss to Oregon. There were 9,055 fans at the Haskins Center, Monday, uh, Monday, March 28th, 2016. Yeah, you know, I remember that. I remember, you know, the the Oregon game. And then I remember two years prior when they even had a a crazier run to the WNIT championship. And I just, those are really fond memories for me. You know, falling to Rutgers, that was tough. But I remember the the final four game against South Dakota State. You know, it's a packed crowd, a close win. And I remember leaving, me and my dad leaving, trying to get tickets to the next game. It was sold out within minutes within oh, minutes and man. it was just it was a fun experience i don't know if they're gonna make it all the way to the wnit championship but this team is really good and uh, i can keep saying it you got you got to watch this team one more chance one more time if you get the chance i like it zay uh i would also say with that 2016 run they actually won conference usa they were regular season champions 29 and 5 that year they finished the year with 29 wins that was actually a program record and the fact that they got those four games in the uh nit the wnit that allowed them to get that um you know that historical record at that point so i mean it's just really cool right there to see overall let's see what ends up happening if the miners get a chance to make an NIT uh, or to get an NIT bid and uh, if if that's the case can the miners end up hosting one here at the Don Haskins Center our telephone number as we continue here on the show 915-505-6009 we'll stay with you here until seven o'clock talking UTEP women's basketball we've got end of the season awards by Zay uh, he will he will deliver those here coming up shortly since he's covered UTEP women's basketball all season long the miners fall in the final minutes in the semifinal round of the Conference USA Tournament, a special edition of Minor Talk here as we continue along with Jason Craig uh, and UTEP Zay. I'm Adrian Broadus here at, on the show as we continue. Steve Kaplowitz back in action next week. Uh, programming note as well to mention, we will have sports talk on Monday following the, uh, the selection Sunday. Then on Tuesday, we will start having all the college basketball action here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Those are the play-in games. Tuesday, Wednesday, you get typically the NCAA play-in games. Then Thursday, Friday, that's when things really tip off and get started uh, for the tournament. So that's going to be a lot of fun to monitor. All the NCAA coverage will be right here, 600 ESPN El Paso, and you can listen also on your free mobile app, powered by First American Bank. Just some programming notes. On Monday, we'll have a chance to talk with Lane Frank. We'll have a chance to talk with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, and uh, we will get a visit from Kalei Griffin, former miner and uh, CEO and founder of Shredskins as well. Uh, as we continue here on the show, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Middle Tennessee defeats UTEP 68-62. to uh, Zay, in the first half, Middle Tennessee started to distance themselves a little bit. Were you worried? Or, 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 let me ask you this. Um, in the first parts, when this UTEP team drops in games, are you ever worried uh, as as you've seen this team? 
No, I, I really, I'm, I'm not really worried. You know, people who have watched this team and you know, you see this team throughout every game. There's always a drought. There's always a time where you're like, "What are we doing?" I mean, it's highlighted. You know, one of the games that I remember vividly. They were playing against San Jose State in a in a tournament, a preseason tournament. They go down ten to zero. They haven't hit a field goal. You know, at the first meeting, and I'm like. What are we doing? But, you know, as I continue to watch this team, I realize they go through droughts like this, and they fight back every single time, and they did just that today. And you know what, uh, and Jason, your thoughts. Did you feel the same as they, or were you like me? I was kind of pushing the panic button early. Oh, wow. I, no. I, I, I was like, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll adjust. Um, I figured they would have adjusted a little bit earlier in that uh, first quarter, but... You know, after, you know, the first quarter was over and, you know, they were down by, what, like nine or ten? Well, they ended up being down by six at the end of the first quarter. Okay, and then after that, they kind of just kept fighting, kept fighting. They got close enough. They got that lead. Once they got the lead, I was like, okay, maybe we could take off from there. But now they, you know, um, Middle Tennessee just just came back with it and yeah. evened it out, you know? No, no, you're exactly right on that. And the Miners end up shooting 37% from the floor. They shoot 21% from three-point range, and they shoot a crisp 88% from the free-throw line. Meanwhile, Middle Tennessee finishes up shooting 39 24 and 74% uh, from all those splits, uh, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and free-throw percentage, respectively. It's just the eight made threes for me, Zay. That's the, that's the number that I'm always going to look back on for this game. Yeah, you know, that's that's one of the numbers I look back on. But there's been plenty of games where UTEP, you know, they're outshot from the three-point range. And I think the thing, there isn't really a number for this. There isn't somebody keeping track of it. But, man, UTEP missed a lot of open layups. And it's mm. been a problem this whole year. It's I been a problem that. for a couple years, actually. But, you know, it was really highlighted today. A lot of bunnies up at the basket, wide open. Sometimes they're wide open. Sometimes they're a little contested. But shots that usually are going in for this team, they, they just didn't. They were missing a lot of bunnies. And that's that's inexcusable. And it's also frustrating, right, because you feel like, man, this is the best team. We can't make it when it matters most against the team that we want to beat. So that's where it gets frustrating. That's where uh, at times, you know, hey, that's why this is March. It's it's where the te- the cream kind of rises to the top, and uh, that's why we play the Conference USA Tournament. I will say this, though, about Middle Tennessee, and I've seen this floated around Twitter. I'll get your thoughts, Zay, but Middle Tennessee probably was going to go to the NCAA Tournament regardless. Right, I mean the the uh, women's NCAA tournament would definitely have given Middle Tennessee a bid, even if they had lost to the Miners in a close game like that. Yeah, you know, I think they were. I think they were locked in already. I think you know they have big wins, especially one over Louisville, ranked Louisville team early in the season. So I think regardless of what happens or what what would have happened today or yesterday or tomorrow, I think they're in. I think they're in, and um, they're just a really good team. I mean, they're really fundamentally sound. If they get hot from the three point uh, from the three point range from the three three point line, you're you can basically say bye bye. You know, you're not going to beat this team because. You saw it today. They went 8 of 33 from deep, which means if you have the confidence to keep shooting after being, you know, 4 of 20 at one point, you know, 
you're a good shooting team. And keep going at that point. Yeah, just don't stop if, if that's the case. Uh, hey, our telephone number, if you're trying to get in on the show, 915-505-6009. What we're going to do right now is take a timeout. When we come back, we will get to the offseason awards from Zay. We'll get some final thoughts from Jason as well. And we'll wrap this show up as you're listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, a special edition right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues along with UTEP Zay, Jason Craig. I'm Adrian Broadus. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Final 15 with you here on the show as we continue. Uh, and let's get back out to the co-host, Minor Talk. He's joining us on location today. Uh, Sal, welcome back on the show. The UTEP women's basketball team fell in what was a tightly contested matchup. Middle Tennessee wins sixty-eight to sixty-two. But I guess the uh, I guess the um, shimmer of hope here, Sal, is the fact that the Miners might get a chance to play in the WNIT. I know you remember those days very well. How cool would that mm-hmm. be if they played some postseason hoops? Man, that that would be amazing. Adrian, shout out to a Jason. Shout out to a Zay, holding things down. Um, and, of course, you, Adrian, always killing it. Uh, but, yeah, for the women, it would be amazing, right, if um, if they can get, um, you know, some more basketball games to play, especially because I think they've shown time and time again um, that a crowd is going to show up. Now, we know that early on it's not going to be as packed as it, as it would in a, you know, 
semifinal or whatever the case is, but they've shown that they could get there. And, and one of the things, and, and I'm glad I was proven wrong, is when Keith Adams was the head coach. And um, to my ignorance, silly 15-year-old me, right? But she said, I would love to see the Serena sold out for a women's game. And I thought, there's no way that's happening. Lo and behold, not long after that, they're selling it out. <laughs> you know, in the right. center, it's, it's possible. You know what I mean? And the, the commonality uh, between the women's team and, um, you know, I don't want to say it was new, so to speak, but it was something that fans hadn't seen before, which was postseason basketball in El Paso for the women's team. And they went out there and, and they showed up. So as long as they survive in advance in any tournament they're in, really, the fans are going to get there. And I think that's something that this team really, really deserves. Uh, Coach Baker and staff deserve as well. Um, but today, Adrian, falling short, um, and I know the box score doesn't really tell the full story, of uh, six-point loss. It was back and forth for a good part of it. Yeah. Um, but all in all, that's why Middle Tennessee is the number one team in the conference, the 25th team in the nation. I mean, we, we can say they, they had a shot here, a shot there, and, and, you know, they're right, a lot of missed layups. But that's why Middle Tennessee is who they are because, they do it when it matters the most, and um, that's a tough task. I mean, if it wasn't UTEP, it would have been whoever else. So Middle Tennessee's a, a that's a different breed. Sal, let me ask you this, uh, and it, it's a really good point that you bring up about uh, the the uh, matchup against Middle Tennessee. Do you feel like this was the conference USA championship right here? You know what? In a way, it, it kind of was um, because we've seen these two these two teams split and this being really the rubber match between the two. And guess what? It was a tight one, as you would expect between UTEP and middle Miners got the first one at home. Uh, we know what happened last um, Saturday and uh, UTEP falls short of the number one team in the conference. But if you ask these two coaches going into this one, what do you expect? They're going to say it's going to be a tight one all the way to the very end. Somebody's going to have to be efficient um, down the stretch, and Middle Tennessee just had a good chunk of, uh, of players doing that. Uh, but I think it went as pretty much everybody would have expected. Um, of course, I wanted the Miners to win, but it being a tight one, um, it's something that everybody had in their books, and, and it's rare, right? Even on the, on the men's side, we look at North Texas and the UAB. A bit of a dud today, but if you would have asked everybody, around um, who follows Conference USA, they would have said this game holds more weight than the actual Conference Championship game just because of the um, the comparison between the two teams. Yeah, it's a really good point, Sal. Hey, uh, I can't thank you enough for calling in on the show, Sal. Really appreciate you making an appearance yeah. here with us. And, uh, hey, we'll talk to you soon, man. We'll see what happens with this UTEP yeah. basketball team. Yeah, for sure. And before I dip out, you know I got to do it. Everybody, I'm at the Lowbrow Palace right now uh, with my wife. We're, we're representing Perspine. Uh, come support us. We'll be out there and uh, have some good fun. So, you know, I had to throw that in there. Hey, you definitely had to throw that out there, Sal. And I'll throw this out there. Big shout out to Perspine. Check them out at mypersvine.com and uh, check them out also on Instagram, Persvine handbag and accessories, and see Sal Montes and his wife Salma out at the Lowbrow tonight. I love it, Sal. Hey, thank you so much again, man. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, and uh, have a great rest of your weekend, all right? You got it, man. Thanks, A.B., Jason, Zay. You all take care. Go all right. Miners.
All right, that's Sal Montes joining us here on the phone lines as we continue here with us. Uh, Zay, let's flip it back to you. Let's talk a little off-season awards, or uh, I should say, as we get ready to close out the season, some different awards. So I'm going to throw these at you. You have covered the women's basketball team all season long, so you'd be uh, perfect to answer some of these questions. For the first award, I'm going to throw this one at you uh, and not not um, no order whatsoever in the list that I gave you from earlier today, Okay. Give me the player who wins the, quote, what could have been award. This is an award given to a player that maybe fell short of expectations. What could have been award goes to who? The what could have been award goes to, you know, this is tough, right? Because so many injuries, this and that. I'm just going to go with someone who wasn't injured whatsoever, you know, who really, they just fell out of the rotation and it's, um, she's not even on the on the roster. Oh, Wow. Tonight Marks, you know, Georgia Southern transfer, a four. She's, she has the size. I thought she played good. She was a good defender, but she just never found her way into the rotation after, you know, everybody came back. After Enrique came back, after Tack, you know, found herself. She never came back, and, um, well... It looks like she's off the team. I mean, she's not wow. on the roster anymore. Very interesting there. I thought you were. I thought you might have gone the uh, Katia Gallegos route and said <laughs> what could have been if Katia Gallegos was still on the team. But I like the the route that you went with a current player on the team that just was unavailable when it ha- when the the year wrapped up. Uh, great award right there, Zay. Let's keep it moving. Let's go with a more positive one. Newcomer of the year. Who won the newcomer of the year? Newcomer of the year goes to none other than Jazzy on Jackson, one of the best, you know, transfer portal acquisitions that UTEP could have ever gotten. I mean, she's a dog. She does all the dirty work for this team. And obviously today she didn't have the greatest game, but still, she ended up with two steals, five rebounds from the guard position. She is an absolute dog on the defensive end. She had the lowest defensive rating uh, on this team, which is a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And, uh, yeah, I think it goes to Jazzy on Jackson. She was all-conference first team. She had an amazing year, and, uh, yeah, she's newcomer of the year for this team okay perfect let's go to the bounce back player of the year this award can go to a player who may have had a setback last season may have not uh you know gone to all the uh height or uh, reached all the hype that they had last season but bounce back this year who'd, who'd you give this award to you know, I thought about this one. You know, I thought really long and hard. First, I wanted to go with Aaron Wilson. She really did have a bounce back year, but she kind of fizzled out. So I'm going to go with Avery Krause. It's the, I guess, junior, but it, this is probably one of her last, this is probably her last year. She's not going to come back next year. Uh, she had a rough year last year, right? She had a rough year from three. She only shot 26% from three. She averaged eight points per game. This year, she bumped up her average by one point, 9.3, which may not seem like a lot, but she was much more efficient. She shot 32% from from three 78 percent from the free throw line and uh she even uh, she got better in in the rebound category she just got better all around she turned into more of a leader she made the smart plays she's the bounce back player of the year for me i like it okay so we're going with uh avery kraus as the bounce back player of the year the highlight moment of the season for utep women's basketball i think this one's easy zay go for it yeah, this one was probably the easiest one for me. Jazzy on Jackson's game-winning buzzer-beating three to uh, upset twenty, uh, I guess then twenty-first ranked Middle Tennessee and uh, the Miners were without you know Nia, they were without 
half of their team that game. They still were able to pull it out. That's the moment of the year for me. Yeah, I think that's the moment of maybe the last uh, three years, maybe even a top-five moment of the Kevin Baker era when it comes to UTEP basketball and, and a top historical moment when you talk about UTEP basketball in general because first time they beat a ranked team. So love that highlight moment of the year. And now that brings us to the 2024 MVP. Not this year's MVP. Who's going to be next year's MVP, Zay? Elena Arike is going to be the 2024 MVP for this team. Mm. She's really caught fire at the end of this year. She's really shown why she's such a talented forward. She can do it all in the post. She can dish it out. She can get a rebound. She can bully her way in, or she can use her nice footwork to get a nice lay-in. I think she will be the 2024 MVP. Good stuff. I love it. All right, let's go to this year's MVP. First off, let's start with an honorable mention and then lead to your actual team MVP. Yeah, this was this is the toughest award, uh, probably that I, I. It was the toughest one for me. Okay? I understand. You know, it was tough for me too. Really tough, and it came down to two things. It came down to who is a more valuable player on this team when when she's on the floor, and uh, who's just the better player overall. And you know, this these guys these players are are hand in hand with each other. I'm gonna go with honorable mention Elena Enrique and MVP Jazzy on Jackson. Nice. The deciding factor was when Elena Enrique was hurt with a back injury and she was struggling, you know, Jazzy on Jackson was there doing the dirty work, still picking up her team. Jazzy on Jackson single handedly led this team to a win over Florida Atlantic earlier in the year. And uh it was really close. It really could have gone any way and it this answer might differentiate, you know, whether you ask someone else. But I'm going to go with Jazzy on Jackson. Okay, great stuff there, Zay. Hey, uh, that wraps up our awards here on the show as far as uh, wrapping up the season for women's basketball. Hey, they might not have wrapped up their season, though. Women NIT is definitely a possibility. Minor Eddie Mack tweets the show, Tough loss, but if Kevin Baker can keep this team together, watch out. Great season, tons of missed opportunities, NIT question mark. That NIT should be an exclamation point instead of a question mark right there, Ed. So, good tweet there. King Eric tweets the show, Heartbreaker for women. This team overachieved above and beyond for sure. Once Middle Tennessee got up 14 in a lead in the first quarter, it was basically over. Hopefully, Arike and Jackson stay for another year. That's also key. Good point there, Eric. Hey, you got to keep your players. Can't lose them to the transfer portal. That's a huge thing there, Zay. Yeah, you know, uh, continuity is a big thing after, especially last year, UTEP lost uh, a lot of their players. But, um, yeah, continuity is a big thing. Obviously, you want to keep the Juco guards that you got on the bench that are, that are redshirting this year. That's that's exciting. If you need the, you know, Obviously, UTEP needed Vionte Powell today. She's one of the best shooters in the nation. So, hopefully, UTEP is a... Uh, Keeps the bulk of their roster. Jason, your two-game stand as the uh, producer for women's basketball has come to a close, but you te- you might be producing the game as far as a DJ. Uh, you might be the DJ if they are able to host a WNIT game. I hope that's the case here, man, my friend. i got to ask for a raise. I know. Who's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get overtime there if, you, uh, if that's no. the case? Come on. No, I'll do Come it on, you te- I'll probably just do it for free, honestly. Uh, okay, I love it, Jason. Hey, uh, your final thoughts as we wrap this one up. Yeah, I just got to give it up to the girls, man. They just really, really killed it this year. Um, I'm so proud of them and watching them grow. You know, like you guys said, last year lost a lot of lost a lot of the team, and this year they came in. I was really worried at the beginning of the season, but they came in swing, swinging. So they, um, I'm very, very, very happy for this season, and uh, if they can keep this team together for next season, oh, man. 
Yeah, it just shows it's sky's the limit right there. Hey, that'll do it for us here on a bonus edition of Minor Talk for UTEP Zay. For Jason Craig, I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back Monday at 4 here on 600 ESPN El Paso.